The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. What it is, what it do, welcome to the One Fall Podcast, Joshua Adam Lamarth with the ultimate babyface, Joel Johnson. How goes it? And the futurist, the crown prince of charisma, Martin. We're going to see if I retain that futurist title, depending on these WrestleMania predictions. Yes. I've been pretty good this year, though. I've been having a good year again. Have you? I have. I've been right on a lot of things so far, but not everything. We'll see how this goes. Honest question. Did either one of you watch the Hall of Fame? Nope. No. No, I didn't. (laughs) So NXT kind of the Hall of Fame and then WrestleMania. Yeah, that works. I did watch. I did watch the Hall of Fame. And how was it? Um, awkward. I guess yeah. I'll start off with that. I just found it very awkward. I felt bad for everybody involved. Uh, just from the sense of like, you know, the Bellas, you know, say what you want to say about the career, but they do have a spot in women's wrestling history, right? Um, and the fact that, you know, they had this long speech that they wanted to talk about and that they only got to do three minutes wasn't fair. JBL, you know, I thought he had a great speech, but I would have liked to hear it longer. And, and, and I think, you know, for a lot of these uh, wrestlers and performers at this time, this is this is one of the highlights. You just think to hear the old stories, right? I think of speeches like Mark Henry and the the great way he talked about Owen and talking about how his career went. And you, uh, Jake's speech a few years ago was tremendous. Foley's speech was great. I, I thought uh, Bruno's speech when he had it was great. There's so many great speeches that go the Brett's. long time. And Brett's is great. And now we go back to this. And this isn't the only thing I thought was weird about it. But uh, and now we go to like Mr. T's Mr. T more. And you'll you'll find this funny. It's like a few years ago when they had it on USA and they're like, you can only do three, five minutes. Anyways, here's Dory and Terry Funk. Talking I about know. Combined three minutes. Fuck. <laughs> I know. Like, you talk about shit. the Bellas getting shortchanged. We're talking yeah. about Terry and Dory Funk. I know. Uh, and then it's just weird, like especially like watching someone like Kane or whatever. And uh, I thought the NWO did a good job of trying to bring out the charisma of, of stuff, of the sense of there's no audience there. They didn't have their peers watching them, which I thought was really bizarre. Because, you know, you know, in the past years, you'd watch the peers and say, oh, there's Austin or there's Jim Ross and there's Stephanie and Shane or whatever in the front row, they had no peers. It was just the Thunderdome. And and then they had this panned in sound for laughing and cheering and stuff like that. And it just came off super awkward that if I was Dave Batista, I'm watching this and being like, holy fuck am I glad I'm filming Gar- uh, Thor in Australia right now because I dodged <laughs> a bullet. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm always like torn on the WWE Hall of Fame because, I mean, Vince's limo driver's in. Yeah. You know, you're like, you can't Chelsea ever Dudley. forget. Chelsea yeah. Dudley. Yeah, you can't ever forget the, like, I know for some of the people they uh, they do enjoy it. For others, it's just kind of a joke. It's not a 
real Hall of Fame. It's just based on one man's whims. But, I mean, on the other hand, usually they provide an entertainment, night of entertainment. There's, you know, like you say, but these different speeches, Michael Hayes singing or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the different things. They just they usually write good speeches and it's pretty, pretty entertaining as a night. But, yeah, I mean, how could you possibly do that this year? I, I didn't have any desire to watch because I was like – there's nobody I really care about, and and I know the speeches were going to be cut short, so it's like, and you know, I didn't even think about the fact it's not in front of a crowd. Having fake piped in laughter, fake oh, piped in sound. Bad. Well, I mean, tonight they had some live crowd, but they still were piping in all the sound on yeah. NXT, and yeah. I get the feeling they'll be doing that at WrestleMania, even with a live crowd that they think they can drown out only twenty five thousand people in a stadium that holds a hundred thousand. Oh, they the sound. Morton, it's last thing I heard. It's seventy five percent capacity. It's seventy five, yeah. It's more than they go. They went up to. Well, oh yeah. yeah. They only had. They were having. They didn't. They didn't sell out right away. Twenty five thousand. No. So no. are they going to sell out seventy five? Are we counting the cardboard cutouts? <laughs> I don't are know. They, That's are right. They doing, the, are, are they doing cardboard cutouts like the Super Bowl did? I don't know. I think when they went up to, they said that when they went up to seventy-five percent, I think they were doing away with cardboard. Mm. So. Well, you know what they want to have. They, they may be doing away with cardboard, but they may be yeah. doing away with cardboard, but they're not doing away with papering that place. If they're trying to fill <laughs> seventy-five thousand seats, they're going to be papering it pretty heavy to give it only tickets to try and get that. I'm pretty sure. And but, I mean. Uh, it is it is Florida, but you got to wonder how many people are still going to be like, yes, I want to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, they're, still again, not getting, mean, they're still not getting people from Canada and yeah, no, England Europe. and, yeah. you know, and some different states in the states, they still not, couldn't get them. Like half of the states, they couldn't, people can't travel for. It's the traveling crowd. You're just not going to have it. You're looking for 75,000 local people. I, I don't know. You know, yeah, I mean. I don't know either. I mean. Realistically, Either way, they're gonna pipe in pipe in sound. I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Vince is loving that. Say with the Hall of Fame, I, I, I Bischoff was another one. I wish Bischoff was another year. I wish Bischoff wasn't this year because I would have liked to hear Bischoff talk longer about stuff. RVD, I don't give a shit about. I don't think any of us really care. But like, I don't need RVD to talk a lot. I thought RVD for three minutes is more than fine. It's kind of like riddled. <laughs> the less, the better. Um, but I would have liked to hear maybe a few more stories from the Bellas. I would have liked to hear more from Bishop. I think JBL could have told some really good stories. NWO only having three, five minutes. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure the NWO would have some great stories, but they've, they've had their moments. So, you know, I don't need a lot more from them, but you know, and even, even Glenn Jacobs, you know, he's, he's really entertaining guy and can tell stories. Great. I would have liked to have more from him. And I do really wonder next year when we have a full Hall of Fame uh, class, if it will just, like Joel and I have talked about off air, if it will just be Taker. I, and that's it. If it's Texas, I absolutely 100% see Taker getting the Andre treatment and just being the one and only one inductee. I, I don't think so. I don't you don't think, think so? so. I, think, I think that at this point, no, I... When Andre did it, I mean, they didn't really have a Hall of Fame. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. You know, not like they were doing ceremonies or anything. Now, I think they're just so, I don't know, they're so reliant upon the visuals every year of putting in a certain amount of women or a certain amount of people from other companies and certain amount. Like, it's become so much about the optics. 
a celebrity, yeah. Weren't you know, you Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy and, <laughs> and William Shatner got in. Yay. I, I was happy for Titus to win the Warrior Award. He should win an award to have to stand next to Hogan. That, that actually might have been the closest to what Warrior was talking about when, you know, to yeah. give it to somebody. <laughs> this, I this thought time. you should have given it to Shad. That was a layup. Why did you not give it to Shad? That was a layup for Goodwill for the WWE. That's true. That's true. Like, I don't understand. Like, it was just, like, right in front of you. Just give it to Shad. Have his wife come up and, and, get, and celebrate it. Or you have JTG come back and celebrate it. You have, like, all the African-American wrestlers that, you know, cheered with him. You could show the clip of, of Shad and MVP and Shelton watching in that room and crying and cheering when Kofi won and the moments they shared. It just seemed like such a layup that they missed on yeah. there. That is that is a good point. That's really a layup they missed on. I, yeah. You have to wonder. You have to wonder but, for sure but you how they missed that. Titus. Titus, Titus does so much for that company and so many goodwill sides of things that – I'm glad that he got rewarded, and like you said, I'm not a big Warrior fan, but what Warrior talked about that award being, it's what Titus has done for the company. Yeah, it's pretty much the closest, the closest you see in the person that is behind the scenes that does so much for the company. And, and yeah, he's not know, even Titus really a wrestler does. anymore. He's no. more kind of a, a goodwill ambassador, if anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it is. It is you know awkward to see him and Hogan. Yeah, in the same class, for sure. Especially the fact yeah. that Bailey is not on the show uh, at all, and Bailey would have been perfect as host. Yeah, or Billy Kay. Too. Although Billy Kay may be on the show because there was a there was an error on the website that was taken down. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll I can't imagine that. Bailey not having some appearance. The same with Charlotte. You just yeah. can't. I just can't imagine it. But I know it's weird. That's for a different show. Yeah, it's for the Hall of Fame. Uh, I just wondering when uh, when he inducted Ron Simmons, how long did JBL talk and how many stories did he tell compared to compared to this? I know. He he, yeah. ma- he made sure that he said there's no JBL without Eddie Guerrero. That was the main side that he talked there. But I got would have loved to hear some more APA stories or just being like ju- ju- Justin Hack Hawk Bradshaw. Or the brawl for all, I'm sure he would have talked about knowing his like sense of humor on those kind of things, uh, and even like you know having the presentators on this too, right? Like I would have, I would have been interested. Like who would have put RVD in? Would have been really interesting. Who puts Bischoff in? Who put the NWO in? Like who put? I mean, the Bellas probably would have been Brian. It's weird because yeah. Bischoff you'd think would be inducting the NWO and vice versa. Hogan exactly. would be inducting Bischoff. Like yeah, now you uh, mentioned it. Nikki did thank John Cena in her speech and said her wrestling career wouldn't be what it was without Cena, which I thought was interesting. I didn't see that coming, so she did thank Cena in her speech. Yeah. Time yeah. heals all wounds. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, she, you know, she's engaged. She has a kid. I'm sure, you know, life goes on, right? Everyone's yeah, exactly. Done, right? So, exactly. um, yeah. Those he has. Yeah. I think that's the part that's missed too is the inductors. I, and I think that's a great part you brought up there, Morton, too, of like when JBL put Ron in and you get to hear everything right there. Some of the missed... inductors' speeches were better than the, the, the recipients' Vader. speeches. When Vader put in uh, Stan Hansen, and then we're all like, Vader needs to go in next year. And obviously they fucking dropped the ball on that. And now oh, Vader's they no ever. with us. Yeah. But Vader was so good putting Stan Hansen in. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. So, it's true. Yeah, so that's. The, and, and look, I. 
Joel and I have talked about this in the past. Sometimes I don't like that there's like the Marcast fans and their stupid chance at the Hall of Fame, but I kind of did miss it. it now, kind of does help. When when Joel, when you were at WrestleMania a couple of years back there, you didn't go to the Hall of Fame ceremony, did you? No, because I was at uh, MSG. You were at MSG that same night. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That was yeah. that was the that was the night Brett got attacked, right? Yeah, that was the night Brett yeah. got attacked, and then Enzo popped out of the crowd. Yeah. yeah. There are multiple the things happening all at people. once. And the beautiful people showed up. I mean, I remember I did go when I went to WrestleMania, I went to the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, I mean, the crowd was pretty respectful. I mean, it's it's weird. You know, those chants are uh, they, they really have clamped it down and taught people not to do it as much. So, I mean, then as like they used to, you know, but uh, but it's a wrestling crowd, you know, I mean, you're not let them be let them be who they're going to be, you know. It brings up like this year. The most awkward thing will be won't it be Raw after WrestleMania without the crowd because that's what makes the show. Yep, they're gonna go back to they're not well. They're done in Tropicana, obviously. They filmed all that because the Rays are back playing now, uh, and I can't remember exactly where they're going. And WWE really hasn't said after Mania like when they're gonna start touring again. I think even AEW kind of has laid out a little bit of a plan of that, a little bit, I believe. I don't think either one of them has yet. No. I mean, seems like, I mean, today, you know, you started seeing today specifically, I saw a lot of like live and comedians uh, planning tour dates. Like Bill Burr announced tour dates starting in September, and Calgary announced Eric Church here in October. So you're starting yeah. to see. We'll see. You know, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We're starting to see some people be a little bit more optimistic about things, I sure. think. And you also and just had Guns N' Roses cancel their European tour. Yeah. So I mean, you, you, I mean, you know, people are optimistic, but I mean, you're there's still yeah, a lot there's of things thing going the on. There's a thing called the variant, and people. I'm just wondering how many people will die if they actually get seventy five thousand people in there. Like, how many people do you think died from that from the Rangers game? You oh, know, thirty eight thousand. How many people well, do you think died from that? We've seen the Vancouver Canucks situation right now. Right? Oh my the god! So Everybody. So the whole squad, except for the coach, somehow. Mm-hmm. They're up to 25 people. And just not to go on a side tangent, but the reality is with WrestleMania, with the gathering of crowds like with AEW and other other such events, you see how quickly one person spreads this Brazil variant and how decimated this Vancouver team is. There's no way Vancouver's playing another hockey game this season. There's just yeah. no way because... We're, you're seeing, They'll still finish with more points than Calgary. <laughs> it, it won't take much. Uh, at this point in time, you, you and you hear stories about athletes that came back from COVID that just look terrible because they're Cam Newton, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. I can give you a list of them. So it, Cam, it, Cam Newton really got affected it, by it. It, oh, it, yeah. it goes with. That you can't put the Canucks out there on the ice, and so now you've got these events that are real potential for super spreader events. And if they, these are super spreader events, like Sturges was for Chris Jericho, where does this put WWE? Because you're going to have this event where you're going to fans will sign the waivers, but PR wise, you're potentially having a super spreader event. Well, At I point, mean it's. Dr. Fauci just came out this week and said that the biggest spread of uh, of the of the uh, COVID right now is from the super is from sports events. He specifically yeah. said it's from sports events is the biggest spreader right now. 
We never got the Super Bowl numbers, which I was always surprised, not surprised by, but interested, and we never got Super Bowl numbers. It's seeing where that could go. It. I'm very curious to see what kind of comes out of this because I'm curious to see what happens with the uh, the baseball game that we saw. I was floored, uh, not floored, but I. It's still shocking to see. Uh, and I mean, we're. Am I missing something? What baseball game? This was the uh, Rangers game where yeah. the Toronto oh, the was there with at thirty to eight thousand yeah. people. Most of them yeah. not masked, even though they're supposed to all be masked. Most of them didn't, and oh, well, and did they didn't. Uh, the masking law, though. I don't know. They were supposed to be masked for the game, but they didn't. Most okay. of them didn't. Texas, and Texas, they didn't I believe through. you don't have to wear masks anymore. Not that I. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the stadium yeah. couldn't couldn't enforce right. their own rules saying it. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Fair enough. Business businesses have the right to have their yeah. own rules still. I believe right. in Texas. Hey. This whole situation is I like I I would not be going to wrestle if I was in the area I would not be going to WrestleMania this year I would not be traveling to any of these events and I know I'd that be there's scared to death yeah yeah well, what about UFC in the end of the month fellas what's happening they there they sold out they sold out there in about 25 minutes they oh, sold 17,000 seats no yeah they crowd. sold out the stadium 17,000 seats in like 25 minutes yeah. how stupid wow. are people. Uh, like I'll say are, right now, people, if we're gonna lose some, isn't these the people we want to lose? Can like, Joe Rogan be part of it? <laughs> like this, like I'm, like right now, it looks like the Brazil variant is very much going to take roots in Alberta, and pretty soon we're going to have our own Alberta variant, and we can cut, we can call it the Kenny, and we're <laughs> we're I'm like I'm terrified. Because this Brazil variant, well, the death the death rate that the Brazil variant has taken root in hasn't killed as many people. Like, the number doesn't change. But the number of people that could die if your ICU is overloaded and you're, you're, in, a, you're in a bad spot where you're suddenly flooded with a bunch of people that all need attend, uh, intense medical care because there are other complications with it. I just... I. I don't want to make this whole thing about COVID, but it's very much worth speaking because this weekend could potentially be a super spreader event. And especially with uh, how things are being handled here in Alberta, this is where we are, are all recording from, there's real fear and concern. And I just, I just don't foresee myself going to any sporting events until maybe mid-2022. Yeah, I want to go if the Blue any, Jays anything, have fans. Conventions. If the Blue Jays have fans in August, I'm going. Nah. Well, well, we'll, we'll really? have to look for a new host for yep. the podcast. <laughs> I would not. I, I, as much as I want to see live entertainment, I, and this is, I just this wouldn't is take that. With the, if I've had my shot and everything by that point. Well, there's that. And that's, yes. I think that's what's so frustrating about this is I know you have WrestleMania now. So you want to have as big a crowd as possible, but the truth is, just give it another six months and we'll and 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 of social distancing and vaccination, and we'd probably be pretty much fast. Well, the states are so far and ahead. You can open too, it right, right ahead. Up and 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 it's so we're so close. Why are we causing super spreader events now instead of waiting yeah. just that little bit longer? Because you've come this far. The reality is, 
like we we are close. And one of the things why we should still very much be social distancing, very much still have our mask on, following all the mandates that have been put out there is simply to kill off these variants. We've seen what COVID can do, and now we're seeing how deadly, uh, well, not how deadly, but how quick this variant spread. And the reality is, like here in Alberta, schools are still open. So how quickly it spread through the Vancouver Canucks, what can that do to a school? And then how quickly can that spread and how quickly can that become essentially schools become a super spreader event? Well, and Much less- just today, they just today announced a whole bunch of new restrictions as well. At the same time as all this is going on is the same time as they're as they're looking when they can open it up. They announced a bunch of restrictions today. And, you know, I mean, now I can't see my family again. And it's because people can't stop being stupid. Yeah. And, and you know, when I can't see my family, man, it does, life doesn't feel worth, worth living or I can't see them. You know, they're, they're everything. But, but you can't go. You, it, it's, it's not allowed again. Yeah. It's, you know, but on the other hand, I'll, I'll, I'll pay attention to those rules because I think that's the yeah. only way we get through this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I'm very curious because to bring this back to the main topic, you look at WrestleMania. Please do. You 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 look at WrestleMania and you go, how many people are going to have masks on their face? How many people have masks for AEW? How much how much is AEW? Most of them. AEW is pretty good about it. I feel like they've they, they've had moments. There've been a few moments here and there where I've seen a few pockets with masks not on them. Like, eh, that makes me uncomfortable. Like, just well, it's like during March Madness, I saw like some oh, coaches. Oh, every coach. Have, it frustrated the fuck out. The women's tournament at one point too, like they, it was getting really bad during the women's tournament with the no masks. I mean, the, every coach uh, during the March Madness, every time they had to talk to an official, they ripped their mask yeah. off. Why are you yeah. bothering them? Like, yeah. what is this? Or we can still hear them with a mask with just under their chin. It's like, just take it off. I know. I was good. I was going crazy watching that tournament. Yeah. yeah. Like we're like. This I'm very curious to see what happens with all this because if this is a super spreader event, then that sets that area back, and then that that makes you go, how much is how much are these events worthwhile? How much is I don't this? think it's I don't think it's if this is a super spreader event. I think it's just a matter of how much it is. Yeah. No, I think I wonder too right. how many how many of these people that are going to go are vaccinated as well. We don't know that, so I have to you know wonder how many because this again the states are doing a far the thing better is, job than where we are right now the, for vaccinations. The, the thing is, it's still not. It's still not. I, it, I don't of think course. it's even at twenty five percent of the population yet. Yeah, of course, the, but it's way the, better than we are. The, the, oh, the yeah. thing with the variant, uh, the the thing with the variant and the vaccine vaccinations is vaccines will prevent. Essentially, the vaccines do two things that are the most important thing. They prevent death and serious ICU visits. You're still going to get COVID and you're going to get mild to moderate symptoms, potentially. That The efficacy numbers are, are one thing to look at, but the reality is there, there's still very much a chance of you getting COVID. It, the vaccines do a nice job limiting how bad, bad off you're going to be, preventing hospitalizations, overloading the hospitals, yada, yada, yada. 
with with the people going there, you're going to have some people that are going to have just that first shot that are going to go there. How there's so much there's so many variables on how this is going to play out, and it's I wish they stayed at 25% capacity. I really, really wish. Twenty-five percent. It felt like it was pushing it to me, but yeah. I could see it. But you know, like I, I, I mean, I couldn't sleep more. with myself. I couldn't sleep, you know, yeah. knowing that I caused if however many people to do we to get know what the Super Bowl had then? Like, do we know? No, I don't think we do. But the Super Bowl had less people than that. Then so it wasn't seventy-five percent capacity. No, at twenty-five though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know, and and like going back to the Hall of Fame, it's probably a good thing they didn't have any crowds. It's probably a good thing it was just them because you look at how many old people there are there, and you and the other thing is WWE has proven that there are idiots within their company that are not following COVID protocol, are not taking COVID serious, and you you are you already have a risk with your colleagues. Because certain people aren't following uh, the certain guidelines and rules within your own company. Because there's been two, is it two or three outbreaks in NXT? Uh, I think there's been three now. Yeah. So you've got three. So it's probably the best thing in the world that you didn't have a whole group of old people sitting there clapping and cheering or doing whatever you were going to do. Even even tonight, I mean, those people that are around the the, uh, stadium and the ring that they had all of them were masked, but none of them were six feet apart. None of them were one foot apart. They were right beside each other. Everybody. By the way, it was proven that the Super Bowl was not a super spreader event. Okay. I, I believe it. I believe it at 25% capacity. I believe it because you know, you can be six feet from each other. So, and you're outside, and, you know, so maybe this won't be, I don't know. I don't know if it will be or not. If it's a 75% capacity, it will be. Yeah, potentially. I mean, there's been, no college football games that have been pretty, you know, 50,000 or whatnot, and they haven't been. So it's hard to say. I mean, the Again, chances Fauci are higher. says that it is. Fauci yeah. says the sporting events is, is the biggest spreader right now. So I, I trust Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, NXT. Yeah. Um, it felt like just a TV show. It didn't really feel like special. I mean, some matches felt really, really good. And some matches, so like, I, I guess he's trying to start off at the beginning, like Pete Dunne and Kushida was like, I was super excited for that all day. I was that like, was wow. This is be... And it was like, oh. what the fuck is this? This is just terrible. I mean, Dunne looks incredible as a guy who hasn't yeah. been watching NXT lately, like physically. He's, yeah. that guy's so much better shape than he used to be in. I mean, it really stands out. But as far as the match is concerned, it was like a, it was just a, it was just there. And it's mm-hmm. funny because, you know, I mean, you're looking at the two of them and it's like they look like they're the same age or maybe even like Dunn is older of the two and he's much younger. <laughs> and it's crazy. Yeah. But as far as a match is concerned, yeah, it was just blah, you know, yeah. two, two and a half stars. Something. It was missing something and I don't know what it is. And it seemed like Kushida really had – it was like – he had hit this really high point for a bit on NXT, and then he kind of fell back down to earth. Their booking for Kushida has kind of been all over the place. And for Pete Dunne, too, I, I feel like they're at a spot with a lot of their talent. And I think some of the younger talent we saw today, they seem to go with there. But some people like when Kushida, did, they just... When did, Dunn just, like with the, when did yeah, he turn ahead, heel again? Uh, Kushida or Dunne? No, Dunne. He, he, uh, he turned heel... 
Yeah, with Pat McAfee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Just because you're talking about his booking being all kind of all over the place, and I, I didn't realize he was a heel until you know the piped in booze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we had the gauntlet match again. I, I I just told you guys before, and I didn't see it to the end. I'm happy for the winner, but I'll let you guys talk about the gauntlet match because it's the one match I missed. Uh, it was a good match. I mean, it's all action. I mean, there's no real psychology to these things. They're just action, 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 action. Yeah. Next spot, next spot, next spot. Next spot, next spot, next spot, you know? I mean, it's 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 so weird. Like, I'm watching that first match, and it's like, this is, I have to, I have to keep reminding myself, okay, this is definitely not developmental anymore, because Pete Dunne and Kushida are both great. Then mm-hmm. you watch this next match, and you're like, oh, this is developmental. Because, like, three or four of these guys are still clearly pretty green and learning. You know, athletic, and they can do the spots, but but there's times where some of those spots were, like, really obvious and set up and everything like that. And and one point, what's his name? The one guy, Ruff? What's his name, Leon Ruff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where he took his big bump in the corner, and the referee comes up to him to ask him how he is, and you hear him really loudly go, I'm good! And I'm like... You know things like that. So it was it was decent. It's it's fast paced, but it's again it wasn't uh, wasn't exactly match of the night. Joel, yeah, I is middle of the road. It was there. I'm happy with who won it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was. I probably watched more AEW than I did uh, this match. Like I was watching both at the same time. I was paying more attention to AEW than I was this match. Yeah, this uh, was up against the Jericho promo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. and that was the, maybe the highlight of the night, to be honest. Wicked promo. Very good. That's, and and that's the thing. A, I, I felt like NXT delivered on the in-ring action. They delivered mm-hmm. pretty well. But AEW was the most balanced show. I mean, they had angles. They had in-ring action. They had promos they had a, a balance of everything put it this way after watching nxt and watching aw and not that i want to compare the two i want to just enjoy both as their separate properties but i had way more satisfaction and questions about like oh what's happening next in the aw i can't wait till next week compared to watching this nxt and being like oh what's next i don't really care yeah i agree with it's that like, oh cool that person won or that team won good for them yeah, they sure didn't set up. They didn't set up much for anything next, did they? Did they set up anything, anything else that's next other than obviously Reed getting a shot tomorrow at Gargano? That's about it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, next we had the match of the night, in my opinion. We had Walter uh, and Tommaso Ciampa. This was a great match. I think man, that, that the drop from the top rope there by Ciampa was great. Uh, I just kind of again felt like, man, what's the future here for Walter? Like, what what is he in this company? That's all I could really think of the entire time. Just a tremendous match, probably what four twenty five, four point two five, maybe star match. But I just kept the one like, what is Walter's future in this company? Uh well, he is. I think he's the last champion that I saw live when right. win their champion, which is crazy, right. which is absolutely mind boggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, my guess is it's I think NXT UK is the pinnacle for him, unless he's had a change of heart 
because he yeah. said that he doesn't want to come to stateside. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. permanently be on the stateside. So I'm thinking NXT UK is the pinnacle for Walter. Yeah, so I'm he, at- after after a two-year title reign, because I think they said today it was the 730th day. Yeah. After a two-year yeah. title reign, it's like, who does he defend against still? Like, who's left, you know? Is Imperium the people still a can, thing? People can matter. Imperium is still a thing. They came together okay. at the end of the match. All of them were out there. Sure. But, I, uh, yeah. I, I think it'll be that... Uh, I get My guess for def- dethroning him, it'll be that Ben Carter, that uh, or whatever his new in-ring name mm-hmm. is. Yeah. That, that's probably my just eyeballing the roster, uh, see who they have. That would be my guess. The little guy versus the big guy, David versus Goliath. Um, I I don't know what happens after he loses the title because yeah, I, I feel like because this feels like Okada's run, but without anything after it. Like that's this. I, Doesn't I, it feel like he could like he could be in in the states for two weeks every two months and be on a on a one setup show and one raw like mm-hmm. one raw and one one pay per view and that would do be enough. You could do you're doing with Roman really like you could have him go there. He could film like four backstage segments and then he's off yeah. until the pay per view. Exactly. Like why yeah. not do that with him? You yeah. know, maybe he, that way he doesn't have to move to the States, but he can still be called. Because, I mean, the one thing is he's he would be over with the crowd big time. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, and, he's, love him. and he's unique. He doesn't look like anybody else. To quote he's got a, when he said that he would see Keith Lee or Walter and you dropped a metaphorical cock on the fucking desk two years ago. Uh, I think this, this villain would still be the same. I'll never yeah. forget that. That's an all time one fall moment. well you know yeah yeah it was what was i remember doing it too (laughs) this match though in itself i thought yeah just a great match and it showed why chomp is still one of the best uh yeah no it was it was terrific i love this match the psychology was so good the selling was so good i love the finish yeah it was so so solid just a great match Absolutely. Um, next up, we have the NXT Tag Championships. MSK with Wesley and Nash Carter defeated the Grizzly Young Vets. And Lee Dago Fantasma. I really wanted Del Fantasma to win. I really like them as a tag team, but I get the story they were telling for MSK. Yeah, it was a story they were telling for MSK, clearly. it's It was another one, kind of like the gauntlet. It's the same thing. It was action, 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 spot, 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 not really any selling or psychology. It was just fast play spot and really athletic. It's fun to watch those things, though. Man, they, what an uprising for these guys, right? They've only been around since 2018, and they're already NXT champions. That's pretty crazy how fast they've risen up. They've done well for themselves. They've done... I was just going to say, this is one of those matches where you're looking at it, though, and you're going, okay, it's developmental. It's not main roster stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? I definitely thought that with them. Yeah. There's a lot. That's why I thought, like, I thought Phantasma felt the most, uh, way more polished, or even Grizzly and Vets felt more polished. And mm-hmm. there was still a lot more to go with MSK. And you can still build up to there. That's why I thought either one of those teams made a little more sense. But. MSK, you know, it's going to obviously be a fan favorite, and they're a fun team to watch together, and you love the story overall. 
By the way, did you guys see how, how much leg slapping was happening tonight? Did they get rid of that rule? Dude, fucking um, McIntyre has done it the last three Raws. I know, but McIntyre can get away with it. McIntyre can get away with it anyways. But, I mean, when I see this guy, like, you know, very obviously and not even hiding it, like Swerve Scott doing it four times in the match, you know, it's like, I I just wonder if it's gone. I don't don't think that last. I mean, Mo, they're on Cameo this week. (laughs) Like, which is like, what is going on? (laughs) Uh, So weird. We fired, like, a really good manager over this. And we're gonna promote doing cameo. So yeah, uh, Joel, your thoughts on the match? It was it, it was much like the gauntlet. It was you know you 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 saw some little rough patches here and there. There's there is talent there, and there is guys that you can grow and make work. So it's not it's not like this was a terrible thing, but it it reminds you that this does still need to be developmental, and there are people that still need fine-tuning and polishing before they go to the next level. Uh, and your main event was done in 12.56. Raquel Gonzalez defeated Io Shirai. Before we get to that, the woman in the crowd with Stephanie McMahon, either one of you know much about her? No, not much no. about her at all. I don't okay. either. I was curious. So we don't know, you guys don't know if she came from stardom or anything? No, no, I, don't, I really don't know. It's likely. I, I, so, it seems like most of them come from there, but who knows? I had heard that I had heard on a show tonight today that they were going to have a special announcement for a woman. I thought it was going to be Brie Peasley after she, you know, left Stardom this week, and there was rumors. Yeah, everybody's expecting her to go. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I thought it would be. Brie so she has she and uh, has she and Will officially broken up? Then was that not a was that not an angle that was real life? I'm not sure, Joel. Have you heard anything? Uh, Will just recently posted uh, that he was hugging uh, B. Priestley, and uh, what did he say? Let me pull up. Let me pull up the Instagram. Uh, but it was. It, it kind of made me wonder. It's like, ah, oh, I. I think. I definitely think she's probably heading to the the Fed. Uh, it says, "Thanks for the ride." Yeah. Yeah, because it sounds yeah. like she's going to NXT UK. Yeah. And they're not trying yeah. to keep that long distance relationship going. It's yeah, interesting. He would go to Australia for her too. Yeah, at one point. Yeah, interesting. Well, um, five so years, I think, right? Yeah, it's a long one, very long one. One of the more known relationships in wrestling. Uh, so Raquel Gonzalez defeats Io Shirai. I was kind of surprised by this, but I did like the video. You know, for someone like me that had to watch as much NXT lately. To kind of get a better idea what Raquel Gonzalez has done, I think the video was a very well done video to kind of tell you where she's going. And they've obviously set up someone really big that they have going forward. I have a few critiques about Gonzalez, and I'm interested in your guys' thoughts on the match. Uh, I think, you know, Mo, Morin, you talked about this perfectly with it being developmental. I thought her entrance was terrible. She's like <laughs> this weird smile to her like you're a badass heel why are you smiling and it wasn't like a seductive smile it was just like i'm just happy to be here smile and I, I, uh, and it was very awkward her movements during her entrance were awkward and when she won the championship she was still awkward so she's got a long way to go with that with the production and like portraying herself side even of the, the trash talk she was doing in the ring was just yeah. why don't you just stay down which yeah. just comes across really awkward 
Yeah, she's got a long way to go with all those things. Did you guys kind of notice the same things with her entrance? Oh, yeah. Winning the championship after? Yeah, she's, like, she's a champion in developmental, essentially. Yeah. It's a good thing they're moving to Tuesday. Uh, it takes all the pressure off for this uh, for this brand. Uh, Io Shirai could have been on the main roster, like, five well, years ago. Well, don't you guys think she's going to the main roster? That's why I... she lost? I think so too, and now it makes me wonder: Will Oscar win? Because is that that's the dream match? Is Oscar and Io? I'm assuming we'll talk about a mania that Rio probably win, but that's the dream match: is Oscar and her. But I am worried: like, are they just going to make her a tag team with Oscar? Yeah, that could also be. But uh, I mean, or who knows? I mean, they could go either way. But uh, all I, I think know she's is getting the call up, though. She's getting the call up. There's too I many think so. Women. I mean, you have to. You have to think that like four to five acts are getting called up and two to three acts are going down to well, NXT Taya, because you Taya can't Valkyrie's completely screw too, it. Right? Taya Valkyrie and the true. woman that was with, with Steph. So those are two. And I think they teased Taya today too with that Frankie Moyante or whatever. Oh, that's who that is. That's, ah. it seems like that's Taya, yeah. Because she had a dog in, in TNA, right? See you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> They're so clever. Oh God! I didn't even realize that until you said that, and then I was like, "Oh, how did you not realize that?" How did I was half realize that? I was watching AEW. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I saw the Tuesday. I saw the it dog. It literally spelled out for you. Come on! Wow! I was watching AEW. Oh, I get it. I get it. But once you I was said back this, and forth. Once you said this, see you next Tuesday, I was like, oh, I know what this, oh, okay, they're, they're, they're so clever. That's, that's so great for Hunter and the Vince. I see, I feel like Hunter and Vince's sense of humor floats about the same uh, level, so this, I this think all... anyone's going to laugh at that joke. I have to laugh at that joke. I did when I saw it. Like, that's very clever. <laughs> I, 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 don't I, I don't think it's Vince and Hunter. I think it's anybody. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I I see that and I'm like, oh, okay. That's that was a joke. I thought it was hilarious. I I laughed the first time I saw it like a year yeah. ago, or yeah. ten years ago, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, it was about five years ago that I'd heard that, and I got a good yeah. chuckle out of it. And then now it's like, oh, eh, the the blooms kind of picked off that flower. Uh, all right. Uh, Either way, it's like I say, some people got to come down from NXT. Yeah. Some people going to go up, and I think Shirai's going up. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I, I thought the match was fine. I mean, I, I think they have something to do with Raquel. She's obviously a powerhouse, and uh, she's got you know she's got some promise to her, but she's... she's you got can see why they like her. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. You can see why Absolutely. they like her, but she's 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 got a lot of work to do. That's all. She's the first NXT Women's Champion ever. That I would be like, well, she is in de- she's in developmental, and they've got some work to. It. Every other woman, and I think we're not used to it, right? Because we've seen the Sasha Banks and the and the Bayleys and the Charlotte Flairs and the and the Pages of the world be NXT champion, and even Ra- even Rhea, right? And we're just like, wow, superstar, they're ready to go. And it's the first time I've seen an NXT Women's Champion and be like, okay, they've got a long way to go. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I'm going to look up the reigns because I feel like there's got to be somebody else who was, you know, I'm just going to look it up quickly. Green? 
whatever. Yeah, somebody else who must have felt like a developmental champion. So but here it is. Maybe not. I mean, uh, Charlotte kind of did when she first kind of because you got you know so, got there. Paige, no. Charlotte, sure, kind of. Sasha, no. Bailey, no. Ember Oscar, no. Um, yeah, I'll give you Ember. Yeah. And maybe Baszler. I don't know about Baszler. She was pretty good. Carrie, no. Rhea, no. Charlotte again at Mania, which was stupid. Uh, and then EO, but Raquel definitely feels the most out of anybody. Oh Ember, yeah, easily, like, easily. Yeah, and, like, and that's okay. Like I, and that's one of the no, things. Like this, this is this is very much going back to being a developmental territory, which uh, I'm a big fan of because I think that it's it's more beneficial for I. I think just being able to just let these guys naturally cook and grow talent as opposed to just trying to sign whoever you can and jamming them into uh, your roster. Like it hasn't you're you're at a point where you can't do that anymore because you have AEW, you have a place that is siphoning the indie guys off that you can't just take whoever you want anymore. You have to be able to grow your own talent. And sometimes growing your own talent means starting from day one and working your way towards being ready for the main roster. Uh, I'll I'll say not only that, but you, especially since you can argue the AEW with the nightmare factory is doing a better job of finding and developing talent than the WWE and their, you know, $300 million performance center. Yeah. So. And Carter's the only one that got away, and that was AW found him, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming the big idea of this is, I mean, obviously Taya Valkyrie's there, and she'll be kind of someone that comes in going forward. And uh, so the woman with Steph, I'm forgetting her name, I think it was Sh- Shaddy or something. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm assuming this, you eventually want to build up to at least Raquel and Dakota having a match, and then maybe Dakota goes back to face and, well, they're the women's tag team champions too, so I mean, they're yeah. obviously huge. I mean, I mean, they're way behind Gonzalez, that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. So, well, she beat, you know, she beats Ryan, the last woman standing. She won War Games, so they've done uh-huh. all the right things to build up to this moment. You can't say it catches anybody off guard. They've done the no. right things to build up a star. It just she's got to look. She's by no way a Nia Jax or anything. Like I don't think she's dangerous in the ring at all like she's just you know she's got to learn a few more television tricks uh and the little things in the ring but that's why nope, you go to she, nxt right? that's that's the reason why you give her the belt is because this yep. gets her more time to be you learn how to be a champion it's one of the things that uh that nxt used to do i mean they used to give the belts to Big E when he was green they give it to yeah. they gave it to uh you know a, a green bow dallas and and it was good for their developmental. Then they started giving it to the guys who didn't need it, the Finn Balors of the world, mm-hmm. you know. And and it, and it lost. I think it it improved the prestige of the title, but it it didn't help the actual developmental of the people. And uh, you know, so this is good. This is what it should be for. Uh, so that concludes the first night of NXT. Uh, we go to the second night of NXT. Uh, to preview it, we have the women's tag matches. We have Ember and Sachi Blockhart as the champions versus the way of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. I'm assuming that Ember and Shotzi retain the titles. I kind of uh, think we'll see a title change. But... Wow, that was fast. 
I I I think we'll probably see a title change. Though uh, the way has been pretty good. Uh, Gargano's doing some of his best work, and I think everyone around him has been doing doing well. Uh, so I I could see them everything going the way for the way. Uh, the way for yeah, the way. We could see I, that's another one I could see. Maybe I wonder if Candice is maybe close to getting a call up. I I I don't know there. They're not really splitting up couples anymore, you know? No, that's true. Uh, we have maybe, you know, this card is this card is going to be fun. I'm just going to say that much. Like, all respect yeah. to that women's match, it'll be whatever. These next four matches are just going to be really fun. Um, start with Johnny Gar- Gargano versus Brunson Reed for the NXT North American Championship. I think this is just going to be, number one, Johnny, Johnny Takeover back at his finest. Have we really seen Johnny... I may be mistaken with a big body opponent like this that he's had facing Bronson. Not like this. Not like, like this. There's so much Johnny's going to be able to do with it that I'm really excited to see what he can do. I I have Johnny retaining though. Yeah. I yeah, I too. have. Yeah, me too. I I'm really curious as to because Reed is one of those guys with the the also he's pretty he's still green. Yeah. You saw it tonight in that gauntlet match, but he has great potential, and it's like a guy like Gargano. Should work great with him. Yeah, absolutely. I I like I, I like everything with Bronson. I think there's a big future for him. I mean, if anything, he's just going to be like tonight. You're facing Bronson Reed. He's gonna be Maybe the the one problem I could see is he looks like a giant in NXT. He won't uh, look like a giant when he like he like even though he's big, he's Otis. not tall. Otis. Yeah, he he won't look as he won't look as as gargantuan when he gets to the main roster and the guys right. are taller. And, and I just think that could hurt him in the eyes of Vince. Uh, now we get the good things going. We have Jordan Devlin versus Santa, Santos Escobar in a ladder match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. This match is going to be dynamite. And the fact that Sean Did you do that on purpose? Well, I did. I wonder if Sean's going to have any involvement in this as well. I'm still laughing at the dynamite thing. Sorry. Give me a second. Joel, go ahead. Uh, this should be a good match. This should be a good match. Uh, I still... Jordan Devlin still is a sore spot, considering everything that happened last summer with the, uh, the speaking out movement. Uh, but he's still with WWE. He's still a champion. Uh, the match itself should be a good match, uh, but I see uh, uh, I see Devlin losing. I, I have Escobar winning. I think they I think they see a lot of promise in him. Um, I think I kind of think that. Well, man, you know what? I think I think Devlin probably wins. I, I do think that they Devlin is one of those guys who is like. You you see so much in, and then he would get to the main roster and get lost. But, yeah. You know, yeah, I I think that he I, I suspect he'll win. Uh, next up we have I'm not even going to what I there's probably what's going to be the main event or what I think the main event is. So we'll save that. Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. Um, this is interesting. Uh, I have Karrion Cross winning this, but I do wonder is it meaning that Finn is going back up? Oh, I don't think Finn's going back up. Yeah. I, don't you find it funny? 
Don't you guys find it funny that now they're offering to people like they offer to Andrade? We can send yeah. you back to NXT. Hey, we can send you back to that place where you made a lot less money and had a lot less people were a lot less famous. I'm sure That's Ricochet your wants goal that right now. now. Yeah, I'm sure Ricochet wants that. Yeah, I mean, isn't it funny that 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 yeah. what does it say about WWE main roster when Fucking telling people that you can be watched by less you can be watched by less people and make less money, uh, but be happier. You can be happy. Yeah. Yeah. What what does that say about you know? about the main roster. Anyways, I just saw the Texas Rangers crowd. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That was frightening. Yeah. Uh, none of them have masks on. You're right. Um, yeah. I, I have hearing cross winning though. Uh, I actually think that Finn manages to, uh, obviously I, I think the chase will last a little longer. Cross will get yeah. the belt, but I think mm-hmm. the chase will last a little longer. Oh, I'm torn. Uh, uh, God, I I think crosswinds. I think I mean just, but I don't know what you do with Finn if uh, I don't know what I'm saying. But where where does Finn go? I see if Finn retains, then Cross goes up to the main roster, which I think is probably. Mm. Uh, potential. That's a potential. You know oh, what? I'm gonna change it. Vince is gonna do with Scarlet. <laughs> theme Vince is gonna do with Scarlet. <laughs> I'm I'm changing my mind. I'm putting the uh, the strap back on Finn and Cross goes up to the main roster. Because isn't isn't Karrion Cross in his mid thirties already? Uh, Karrion Cross is 35 years old. Yep. So there you go. So he's he's already in his mid thirties. Turning so, 36 in July. So he. That's, I mean, that's pretty old to be make. I mean, it is, and don't get me wrong. We talked about how old the roster was at the Royal Rumble, but Holy but shit, it is. It's, is it's role for a guy July? who's still that green. Did you see that Finn is forty in July? Finn is. Finn is forty in July. Holy crap! That's I did amazing. not think he was that old. Did you? I knew he was. I I knew he was in his late thirties. For I probably figured thirty six, thirty seven. Four, yeah, or that even that, like not. Because I know he's been around for so many years that he yeah. had to be in his in his thirties, but yeah, but I didn't think he was forty. Well, next up we have thirty-one-year-old Adam Cole against thirty-four-year-old Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match. Did either one of you see the prime targets special at all? No. Oh, I well I, I might still try and find a way to track it down and watch it. Yeah, I didn't sounds... get a chance to see it, but uh, I it's I just phenomenal. wonder. Did you guys ever see their match, the bloodbath match they had yep. that was their yep. coming out yep. party in ROH? Yep. Oh, I've never seen it. I've seen oh. clips of it. They were a tag team, right? Uh, yep. And that was that was their, you know, Future Shock, I think was their name, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was the match that when they split up, they were both just mid-card guys. And that match is the one that made them, especially Cole, but made them both... Uh, you know, stars in one night beyond and and going to the top of the 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 card and heading towards the top. I mean that that was a pivotal night. I hope that I mean they're not going to do a bloodbath, but that's the one that they got to live up to. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and that's one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Uh, I again, you kind of talk about call ups. I wonder what the situation is going to be for either one of these guys as far as call-ups after this match, whatever happens. Uh, I have Kyle O'Reilly winning, though. I think he has to. I think he has to, too. Storyline-wise? 
Mm-hmm. He has to. The best, the best part of that promo is that I loved it. They talked about it in the prime target is he's like, in this time, he's like, the only one of us that became a better person was me. I thought going to there would get us, you know, better and everything like that. But you stay an asshole this entire time. And it's really <laughs> what Adam Cole has been the entire time they've known each other. If you've fallen the O'Reilly and Cole story from Future Shock until now, that's what it's always been. It's true. O'Reilly being the better person, thinking he could change Cole to be the better person. But at the end of the day, whether he's in Future Shock or in the Undisputed Era or in Bullet Club, Adam Cole always comes out to be the asshole. <laughs> so true. And Pat McAfee told us all. It has been consistent right through everywhere that it's been. Yeah. Joel? Uh, this is going to be a great match. I'm really excited for this match. This is probably the, one of the matches that I'm most excited for night two. Um, Will it be the best match of the entire weekend? It, um, potentially. I think this and the three-way are my two most anticipated matches. It's uh, Walt, Walter and Champa have set the bar. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens next. And three. is up there for me too. I think that match is going to be really good. Mm. Uh, we'll talk uh, about that when we get there. Then. Yeah. Uh, I I think ultimately Cole has to lose. Uh, but I have no idea what you do with Adam Cole because the question is. Tick tock, tick tock. Is he is he main roster bound or is he? I'll, I'll never forget what was it Road Dog who said he'd be in the main roster and be a world champion if it wasn't for his height. Yeah. Ooh, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I I I'm not that was the Road Dog right now because he's been in the hospital. So exactly. Uh, I'm just but... gonna say I don't agree with that call. That's that's what he said. He he basically said he's so great. He's great at everything. If he was taller, he'd be world champion. Well, and so it like makes Daniel sure. Bryan never happened, or Chris Benoit or Jericho never happened, or any career never happened. What the fuck? Yeah, because you're such a great guy of knowing what a champion is, Road Dog. Well, and I mean the other thing, the other thing with that Road Dog comment is you wonder how much of that is Vince's thinking. Exactly. Yeah. And so you got to wonder, is Adam Cole's time in the world wrestling entertainment coming to an end? And is he going to join a certain dentist in a dynamite company? He didn't lose three weeks ago because the match was unsanctioned, damn it. I love that line. It was so smart. Oh, yeah, that that was good. That was such good. a smart line. Such a smart line. <laughs> Yeah, I. Uh, you have to wonder this. You don't see him going to the main roster for that reason, uh, and because they need some star power in NXT. But there's nothing left for him in NXT. No, I mean, there's no. You wonder. You, you wonder. Uh, you almost wonder, like, is this the last we see of Adam Cole in a WWE match? You have to wonder. I mean, I'm not sure the status of his contract, but no one is. Not even Meltzer knows. Yeah. So we'll find out. It makes me wonder with how close they're playing playing it to the chest that he's he he's going to the main roster. Says usually when you're playing it close to the chest, that's there's a reason you're not letting stuff like that leak out. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I can't see him. I can't see him going to the main roster by himself. Yeah, as part of a group, I could see it. 
but by himself, yeah. I, I just don't see it. Do we think there's a chance maybe he does something with KO and Mania? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so there it is. Uh, before we kind of move on to the Mania pod, just uh, I want everyone to give me two guesses, just two people who they think get called up from uh, NXT from uh, to the main roster. I'll start with you, Morton. Uh, let's say Cross and uh, and uh, Shirai. Okay, Joel. Yeah, Cross and Shirai. I think those are the Cross makes the most logical sense because of Scarlet, and then Io, she's she's done. She's done everything. Her title reigns come to an end. There may be one more title uh, challenge for her against uh, Raquel. Just to wrap that off uh, perfectly. Uh, so those those would be the two. Eo and Champa. Champa, that's an interesting one. Because what's left? I don't know. There's just a feud with Randy Orton. And not, and not that. I, yeah, that'd be great. Not that I like it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't think. I don't know how well Champa's going to do in the main roster. It's nothing against him. We all know it's nothing against him. No. Like like a fucking ricochet. He's one of the most talented guys in the entire industry right now. Yeah. Um, it's just I I don't know what's left for Champa. I don't know. I mean, he was listed tonight when they when they did the uh, you know gave gave a size. He was they said five eleven two oh one five eleven two oh one on the main roster, and I don't believe he's five eleven. By the way, no two oh one maybe, but not five eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like wait, wasn't Champa the guy that said he would much rather retire than go to the main roster? Sure was. I think he did. Yeah. Was maybe maybe he's going to become uh, more of a coach, or he could go to NXT UK. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I don't know. I don't See if he I, if I he's don't. going to NXT UK if he's going to NXT UK, it would be to build towards the Walter match. You've kind of already yeah. done that. Yeah. Unless he wants to go, or he would have won it tonight. Yeah, yeah. Which I was yeah. wondering. I. I was I was very curious if he was going to win tonight. That was one of the ones where I was like, 700-some-odd days, they could easily put the title on uh, Ciampa, have him do stuff in NXT UK, and that, you just let the story carry on from there. And he's the first to ever win both titles. To win the UK Championship and the NXT Championship. Uh, which that would be a nice... That would be a nice and feather. North American, yeah. And North American. He had, will have won every single singles NXT Championship. Well, oh. what he wouldn't have had was the UK Tag Team Championships. Yeah, be he, he'd become Mr. NXT then. Yep, yep, definitely would. All right, so we, uh, you know, stay tuned for part two of this as we preview WrestleMania. Um, unless you guys want, I guess you guys want to comment on AEW really quick before we get out of here. Well, just what do you think of the closing angles? Uh, you know, I mean, what do you think of the the Young Bucks and... and the fact that is, and, and the Young Bucks um, super kick Moxley at the end in the match where they're tag teaming mm-hmm. with them, and they give the the two sweet to them, and they go, I guess the Bullet Club is back, and Excalibur goes to hell with the Bullet Club, and it's like, I think that's the last, the first time that the Bullet Club has been mentioned so predominantly as they're back. The, well, we saw that on the TNA pay-per-view, right? Where yeah. they had all the Bullet Club stuff. They had and the shirts on you, and stuff, but they didn't say they anything. Shirts. No, so that was kind of a hint. So obviously, 
the forbidden door is open so they can use it. Exactly. So I'm guessing, yeah, that the Bullet Club is so, back. And I mean, that's you have to wonder what that means for Cole again, right? If well, Cole that's to be back in the Bullet Club. That's the thing about this is I watched this angle tonight and I went, this all will pay off months from now with New Japan. What they're built with the reason this happened tonight. Everything with this is to set up something with New Japan. This is all and about talk, that oh, that, that and, forbidden door. And the gorillas and everything. Yeah. Well, even the um, when uh, they, they had uh, during the, uh, what do you call it? Um, not at New Japan Cup, but one of this events, Sakura Genesis or something like that. Anyways, they had the um, they had uh, Finley and uh, the Finjuice. What do you call it? Mm-hmm. David Finley and, uh, and uh, Juice Robinson. Finn Juice, right? So they had them uh, backstage in the backstage comments, and they were talking about how they're like, we're going to go and we're going to defend this TNA belts here. We're going to defend this. Oh, 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 we're going back to TNA. We're going to defend it. Then we want to come back here and defend it in Japan. Then, hey, who knows? If everything works out, we're going to defend it someplace else too. That was the quote. And... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's so the main event angle. Well, I'm going to get to that first. Uh, it it logically makes the most sense. I was thinking about this on the weekend, heading into this. I was like, logically, you have more babyface tag teams built up than heel tag teams. So to me, if your champions are the heels, then you got more baby faces for them to play with, and you got more more ways you can go because death triangle is still essentially a tweener babyface team ray phoenix is really popular Pac is really popular so that works uh best friends who's moving up the rankings is a babyface tag team you can do that uh the other tag team uh, uh jungle boy and luchasaurus which also makes sense to work with and the probably the biggest babyface and probably the biggest storyline for the box is Frankie Kazarian and uh, Christopher SCU. Daniels because they've said if they can't, if they lose a tag team match, they're done. So SCU will be no more. So that would help, could help drive home a heel Young Bucks by dismantling and breaking up Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels forever. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since Kazarian and Daniels said that they'd have their back. You know, uh, and that that friendship. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to it's it's to me, it's I don't know. I love that angle that I thought it was just really well, really well done the way they did it. And I I do think you still see the reluctance from Nit and Mac, Matt, because I think uh, Superkick is coming to uh, Kenny and uh, Callus. And I think the Bucks are just going to go on their own. I think. I think they're going to be heel tag team, and they're just going to be just the two of them to prove a you, point. Did, that they, does Death Triangle still get a number one contendership match yep. no matter what at this point? Yep, they do. Okay, so because I was wondering if they could lose it to the best friends, and then you at least have a face tag team to face the Buck potentially. Well, you know what? It would make that's the way it should work. If you're mm-hmm. guaranteed a title shot and you lose it before you get it, the other guy should yep. get it. That's the, the way it should work, but I don't think that's the way it does work. Not in professional right. wrestling. Uh, and I'm excited for Blood and Clyde. I will say, Ty County is just on a phenomenal roll. But uh, oh, yeah. maybe 
the pad shots, maybe you know, camera guys work a little bit better to be a little more respectful to Ty Conti. Some of those shots. Well, she could, she me. could, she could do something about that herself by maybe wearing yes. something that. Yeah, uh, that too. You know, didn't ride up so like, much. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't blame the camera guys. It's pretty hard to avoid those shots yeah. with what yeah. she's wearing. And I mean, the other thing is when you're you're working a camera, you're working to get that shot. And sometimes you're you're well, going to get framing. Shot, but... <laughs> well, you're you're when you're going to get it and it's like, oh, crap, I got to move the camera. Sometimes it's hard to have that sudden like jerking camera motion of getting off uh, yeah. a certain shot. So it's it, there's definitely multiple factors that go into something like that. Yeah. But this isn't like. Like Maria Canales, when she was in New Japan, mm-hmm. uh, they would do that shot, and it yeah. was just on purpose. So, like they would just hang, they would just hang there for like ten seconds with the shot on her ass. Mm-hmm. Like just, it was just so obvious. And and you know, this isn't that. This feels more like they just can't really avoid no. it. No, she has lower shorts too, and whatever she can wear wherever she wants. But I was just like, it was more noticeable tonight than normal. Yeah, it was tonight was really pretty. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. just just side uh, chugging along here. I I quite like her as a talent, and you're seeing. Oh, yeah. yeah, she Why was the some. Fuck did they cut her? Like they yeah. cut Nina Perazzi and they cut Taya Conti, and not that the NXT Women's Division is bad right now, but it's just like. Just imagine yeah. you had both of them. Well, Perazzi well, they but you know they like wouldn't the be as good. They wouldn't Probably be as not. good. That they're the reason they're better is because they've gotten away from that system and they're ner- learning how to work not the WWE style. Like, like I Chelsea say, that, Green, I, right? They, they're doing a better job. Um, um, yeah, Chelsea Green, exactly. They're, they're doing a better job developing talent in AEW with Dark and Elevation and yeah. and uh, and the Nightmare Factory. They're doing a better job developing talent than the. Well, and Parazzi you know? was given the ball right away in Impact to just hey, like, Parazzi, do your thing. Like we've seen you, uh, you know, she had. Start and stop, start and start, stop, start and stop in NXT all the time, right? Like, you knew there was talent there, but they just didn't give it to her. And it's like what WWE has done with Chelsea Green. Done this stop and start, stop and start. And they're doing this phenomenal tease with her and Mickey James online. But, like, at first I was really excited to see it. But I'm like, I don't think they're going to do this Mickey James and Chelsea Green thing. I think there's just the two of them trying to go into business for themselves and nothing's going to happen. Because I don't nope. know, think they know what they're doing with Chelsea Green. And as soon as Chelsea Green's cut and she goes to AEW or Impact or wherever, she's going to be a megastar again like she was. Oh, yeah. Impact. No question. No question. <laughs> it's, fun. it's funny. Through this whole podcast, all it's been is they don't know what to do with certain talent. When they leave, they're better. What are they doing? Like, it's it's, yeah, it, it's, it's we're broken true. record. We're tell a me, broken tell record. Me, tell me one time true. that you've. But tell me, yeah, exactly. Tell me one time that they scheduled a match on Raw or SmackDown where you watched it and didn't go, and you went, "I'm so excited to see that match because it's going to be great." Instead of, "Oh, I'm, that match would be great if it was anywhere else." Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, the Drew and Sheamus stuff was really good. I, but again, like, I feel bad because they fucking blundered it by doing the stupid Goldberg match at the Rumble that should have been Sheamus and Drew. They had yeah, the well, they still together. had the match. They still had the match they wanted to have. But I mean, most of the yeah. time, you're you. I mean, they put together two guys, and I'm like, man, this should be great. And then I'm like, uh, that would have well, been great in PWG. Kashida and Pete Dunn. Kashida well, exactly. and Pete Dunn. Like, I don't know what the fuck that was. 
Those yeah. guys are too talented to have a match that bad. Kushida, yeah. arguably two years ago, could have been considered Wrestler of the Year. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was awesome. He's incredible. He's the best guy in the planet, I thought, maybe. But the difference to him is that Japan wouldn't let him be heavyweight. So he's in a different situation than some people. Maybe AW would give him a better chance if they they wanted him, which I'm sure they would. But that's the reason he went to NXT is because he wanted to be heavyweight and Japan said no. Well, I and I don't understand why Japan didn't want to elevate Kushida. Yeah. Orton, do you have well, any insight? Look at what it's just is. a size thing, I think. It's just a size thing. I, I mean, they, I mean, they, they they do have some obviously quite a few people actually now who are not true heavyweights that are like they're you know guys champion. like Kenta, guys like Kenta, you know, yeah. like the world like the world champion. He's bigger now than he was, but I mean, Kenta's yeah. even smaller than that, and they have a few of them, but. but it's, I think it's about the aura and the fact that they've been elevated elsewhere. Uh, Kushida even, he just doesn't look, he just doesn't look like he could compete with the heavyweights from a physical standpoint. It's like mm-hmm. you wouldn't put a middleweight boxer in against, against a heavyweight because it would be unfair. It's not that he isn't good. The middleweight could be better, but he would still lose. Cause you know the old story, a good big man beats a good small man every time. So yeah. I don't know. It's just I think it's just the, the optics of it. That uh, that they didn't he didn't look like he could put on the size to you know to end up as a heavyweight so what that see and that's one thing Will did very successfully is uh, he added weight yeah mm-hmm. and however he got to that weight we won't talk about but he got to that weight he looked good I feel like his in ring has slowed down I feel like he's not as dumb at taking as many dumb bumps yeah. Uh, he did wrestle Ibushi and survived, so there's and that. And did they set up a good... They set up so many matches for him afterwards. Oh, I know. And I know. All, all of them are going to be That's great. That's booking. Shingo's going to be an incredible match, and then whoever uh, faces Okada is going to be an incredible match. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Let's well, move let's on talk. to the next one. Let's talk about other kind of booking when we get to WrestleMania's two-night extravaganza. Uh, we have that in part two of the One Fall Podcast. Until then, cheers and enjoy the day, people. Goodbye! And good night, Ben!